Hey, I'm Brant. And I'm John. Got a question for you. Are you done with routine religion? Are you bored with lifeless faith or ready to give up on God? We've talked to way too many people who are either leaving the faith because of how stiff and cold some people make it feel, or they're really hesitant to start following Jesus because of the lives of other Christians. We think it's time that a different narrative was heard. Some people think following Jesus is boring or lifeless. We disagree. In fact, this podcast is about helping you follow Jesus with confidence and enthusiasm. Because following Jesus doesn't suck. And welcome back to the Following Jesus Doesn't Suck podcast. Guys, we made it to the last episode in season one. And if you've stuck with us this far, oh my word, we're so grateful for you. you are, you're awesome. Yes. You are the dream team. <laughs> so, hey, we're glad you're with us in yes, this journey. Amazing. That was um, a weird DJ sound I was trying to simulate. Anyways, <laughs> hey, we've been talking all week. Um, I take that back. Just not only this week, but uh, this whole season, we've been talking about um, how finding this God-inspired confidence leads us to uh, life-changing influence. We, we call it holy swag. Holy swag. And we've been looking at the passage of 1 John chapter 3, verses 16 to 22, because it really helps us to see how um, God loving us leads us to crazy confidence in our lives um, that in turn moves us outward to love other people. That's and, right. Yeah, there's this, yeah, there's this theme of God moving toward us and us moving towards others. Uh, it's like a major theme in the life of a follower of Jesus. I mean, in, in order to really love others well, we first have to understand and experience how much God actually loves us, right? Right. It's kind of like a song that moves you and you start singing and then you start kind of get other people to sing with you. And there's this effect of God's love inside of you that moves you outward. It doesn't doesn't just stay inside. So um, we, as we, as we're kind of like wrapping up this season, I want to look back and um, just kind of go over all the verses that we've looked at. First um, John three sixteen to twenty three says, "By this we know love, that he laid down his life for us, and we ought also to lay down our lives for our brothers. If anyone has the world's goods and sees his brother in need, yet closes his heart against him, how does God's love abide in him? Little children, let us not love in word or talk, but in deed and truth. By this we shall know." that we're of the truth, and reassure our hearts before him. For whenever our hearts condemn us, God is greater than our heart, and he, and he knows everything. Beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence before God, and whatever we ask from him, because we keep his commandments and do what pleases him, we receive. And this is his commandment, that we believe in the name of his son Jesus and love one another, just as he commanded us. Um, so when we felt this God-inspired confidence rise up inside of us, Here's what happens. It leads us outward. It leads us to life-changing influence. In other words, because how God has changed and inspired us, now we can begin to make a difference in the world for him. God gives us holy swag. And the difference that our holy swag is designed to make in this world, it's, um, it's twofold. Number one, uh, the difference it makes is people believing in Jesus. They, they 
from our lips, from this testimony of our lives, they hear and see the goodness of God revealed in Jesus, and they put their faith and trust in Jesus. That's the first effect of our holy swag being lived outwardly. The second effect is experiencing God's love through our lives. Right. So not right. only do they receive it and experience it through the redemption that Jesus offers in the salvation, but then they receive it in our lives. And, and here's the truth. You can say all day long that you, you love people. I, I would hope most people listening to this podcast would say, I love people. I love almost all people. But you can't actually mean that until the people you're referring to feel that love from you. Right. I, it's one thing to, uh, to think that you love people and to say, I don't have any intellectual disagreements with the concept of that person, therefore I love them. That's not the same thing. Like They have to feel that from your life. And holy swag is when God has, has overwhelmed you to the point that you are, are pouring that love out to other people and they begin to feel that. They go, oh, this is what it feels like to be loved by God. That's holy swag. That's living with holy swag. So if, is if God's worked in your life, if you've experienced his love in your life, it's going to show. There'll be a difference. Like changes that you make, things that you get rid of in your life, people you stop hanging out with, words that you stop saying, places you start going. Time that you spent one way will now be spent another way. If God's made a difference in your life, it's going to show up in life change. And one of the most significant forms of life change is how you love other people. That's right. And I, and I, think, uh, I think every follower of Jesus listening right now would typically agree with that, yeah. right? Like, in, and um, at the same time, though, uh, it's very common to have these moments of doubt. I guess, yeah. like, do I actually need to speak up about Jesus, or do I actually need to defend uh, that that weird person over there, or or do I really need to start giving my time or money to serve Jesus more? We ask ourselves these questions, and it. It can be easy to lie to ourselves um, in the moment and convince ourselves yeah. that while we should do these things, we don't need to do them maybe now. Right. Think about it this way. Um, how did you first experience the love of God? What for you was the thing where you're like, oh, wow, God, you're amazed. This is, I guarantee you. There is another name attached to that. Some <laughs> right. other person. Right. Their life. Their words. Something about them that you actually felt. That's how God works. He works through people to share his love and um, and, and bring his salvation. And, and that's, an, that's an amazing thing. Yeah. Um, but let's be honest. When it comes to actually talking about Jesus and showing his love, demonstrating loving actions to other people that, that are personally self-sacrificing, I think that's the point at we, which we begin to get nervous. To, to live for Jesus, not just you know, receive from Jesus, but now to, to outwardly express that, to not only personally experience, but then to publicly express, that's when we begin to maybe feel a little bit nervous, right? Do I actually need to speak up about Jesus? Do, do I need to defend that weird kid while he's getting bullied? Do, do I need to start giving time or money to serve Jesus more? Like right, right. These kinds of things, um, 
is where 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 this concept of loving like Jesus of living with holy swag starts to grow feet and arms and and move. Yes. So that's what we want to talk about is um, the number one way that you are able to live with holy swag, not just you know when you feel inspired to, but like throughout the rest of your life. Here's a question. Have you ever been listening to a song on the radio, uh, maybe singing um, a worship song on the radio or whatever, and you really get into it? Yes. Like you were so <laughs> into it that you basically forgot everyone else was around. Yes. You know, maybe you're singing at the top of your lungs, arms up, pumping your fists, getting ready to give the next line everything you got, and then the music cut out oh, yeah. <laughs> or yeah. something happened, oh, right? Oh, yeah. And you're still singing, but the song is over or you're singing the wrong <laughs> verse and now everyone's staring oh, at you. Oh, man. Yeah, that that actually, that's something that actually always, something that always happens to me. Yeah. It's like I will misjudge the timing of when the next line is supposed to come in. Yeah, yeah. And I'll just sing it so loud. And then, you know, it's weird because it's like there's just enough time for you to feel super embarrassed about yeah. that and, and recognize that you had the wrong timing and, and then the next line will play and you're getting the words wrong in that moment makes you feel even more embarrassed. It's just, oh, So man. here's a true story. When I was in high school, my, I, I for four years in a row in high school, I was in drama, loved acting, loved being on stage. In my first role, we were doing Beauty and the Beast Okay, uh, really fun. It was a musical, and I'm not musical, so that's here's the looming music setting the stage ahead of time. Like, this is uh, not gonna work out well. I, and and everyone, I mean, I, I I was given you know angry mob person number one. That was my role. Yeah, and so you know crucial key cast that's member right. here. And we are we're singing a song that um, where they they put uh, crazy old Maurice into the insane asylum and they're or they're like putting him in the cart to take him there and then they're gonna go charge the beast castle and they're singing you know kill the beast like uh and and they're all singing following gaston heading up to the beast castle and man i was just, i was in the mood i was in the in the in the mindset i'm like angry mob person that was me go kill the i beast was gonna go kill the beast yeah, that's right that was me <laughs> right in front and so part of the way that we set the scene with that particular play was we used the crowd as kind of like the woods. And so from the stage, we'd walk off the stage around the crowd from behind and then back up the middle. Okay. Right. And I'm, I'm leading that. I'm, I'm walking right up the middle. And I didn't know this until I watched the video that we had recorded at our cast party afterwards. I didn't know this until like, we, we watched the whole thing again. I was singing the wrong verses the whole time <laughs> oh, no. at the top of my lungs. Oh, no. And I didn't know it because I couldn't hear anyone else. I was just, I was so angry into it. Like, <laughs> I was like full on in character, right? And and now I'm like, so I've never watched that again oh, ever since. Man. So embarrassed, right? And, and here's the thing. That's kind of how I feel sometimes when I want to live with holy swag, you know, take that confident stand for God is... Whether it's telling something about the story of my faith or speaking out when someone isn't being treated fairly or, or you know, not being afraid to say I go to church or read the Bible or trust in Jesus. There's so many opportunities to live with holy swag, but I feel that kind of awkward. Right. 
like I'm singing the tune, but no one else is singing with me. Right, right. And, you know, even if you're listening right now and you're not even sure about God just yet, I'm guessing you can still maybe relate with this desire to at least courageously stand up for what's right, um, to, to do something that matters in this world, uh, to, to roll back the tide of evil and, and injustice. The thing is, we all want to be brave. We want to be strong. We want to be confident. But sometimes we start out strong living with this holy swag and we're willing to take a stand but it quickly it, it starts to fade out we start to lose confidence right and uh, like just to jump back to your your beauty and the beast reference yeah we don't want to be the crazy old maurice right yeah we don't we don't want people looking at us and going like ah just write him off he's yes. crazy yeah and and maybe it's i think sometimes we live that way of avoiding that awkward, avoiding that like label of being the weird one. Um, we want to take a stand. We want to be bold, but it's just not easy to do that when we feel like we're alone. Right. Um, briefly this morning, I want to take a look at, um, and this, this is the morning we're recording this. <laughs> so uh, I want to take a look at the story of a few young men in the Bible who found the secret to living with holy swag. And this is, this is actually where, for me, the term holy swag started to originate, was okay, reading yeah. this exact passage in Daniel chapter 3. Um, and and no, no matter how much opposition or awkwardness or fear that they faced, Three dudes named Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Um, Some solid names. Yes, there. right. They were <laughs> friends of Daniel, and they they lived with holy swag. And it's a dramatic story. It's 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 a crazy dramatic story. So basically, what happens is um, there's there's an edict that King Nebuchadnezzar puts out to the whole kingdom, and says, "Hey guys, I just built this ginormous statue to myself because I'm pretty awesome, and you know how awesome it is." I think everyone should worship me because I'm that awesome. And if right. you don't think that way, I'm going to kill you. Right, and it was a it was a gold statue. Even it was yeah. like, it's like man, this crazy expensive statue. Dude, this guy Nebuchadnezzar loved Nebuchadnezzar more than Kanye <laughs> loves Kanye. You know those memes? It's like get yourself someone who loves. Uh, what, you know what? Yeah, who yeah. who looks at you the way that Kanye looks yes, at Kanye? Right. Yeah, Nebi loved Nebuchadnezzar more yes. than Kanye loves Kanye, and. Um, so he made this literally humongous gold statue to himself and commanded everyone to worship it. And long story short, these three Jewish boys, Chadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said, no, we, we worship God. We don't worship you. So, um, we're not going to bow down. And, um, so they didn't bow down. And you know how obvious it is to see people who aren't bowing down when everyone else is, right? Like you're looking at a sea of butts, just everyone's bowing down face to the ground, uh, and then there's like three guys like standing oh, still. Just awkward city. And and so <laughs> no matter how far or close away they were from, I don't know, but you know, they they stood out like a sore thumb. And so we're, everyone sees that and they're like, um, those guys deserve to die. So bring them in. Bring them in. And and they get they get interviewed um, by the the king and the guards and they're like, you okay, I'm gonna give you a second chance, but I'm really ticked at you right now. Don't you realize I could kill you? Um, you need to bow down and, and here's what happens. Uh, this is Daniel chapter three, um, verse 15, Nebuchadnezzar says to them, I'll give you one more chance to bow down and worship the statue I've made. 
when you hear the sound of the musical instruments. But if you refuse, you'll be thrown immediately into the blazing furnace. And then what God will be able to rescue you from my power. And there's probably like this, <laughs> you know, like some evil laugh. And this is, this is holy swag. I, I love this. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied, Oh, Nebuchadnezzar, we don't need to defend ourselves before you. Because if we're thrown into the blazing furnace, the God who we serve is able to save us. He's going to rescue us from your power, your majesty. But even if he doesn't, we want to make it clear to you, your majesty, that we will never serve the gods or the statue that you have set up. That is, that's holy swag. I love that because... They're like, we've already made up our minds. We know that God is greater than you. And regardless of what happens to our lives, we're confident in that. We're going to live with holy swag. And um, I, don't, I don't think any of these men, these, these boys, however old they were, would say it was easy to take a stand and be this bold. But I think, I think they would all agree with this. That living with holy swag is easier when you're living with holy swag together. Right. Living with confidence that comes from God, living a life of God-inspired confidence is so much easier when you're doing that with other people. So live with holy swag together instead of alone. Together instead of alone. God created us to be relational. We're built for relationships. We crave relationships. That is a God design inside of us. Like, we thrive when we have others around us encouraging us and cheering us on. That's true in every area of our lives, but especially when it comes to our faith. When we do difficult things with like-minded people, difficult things become a little less difficult. So I guess here's the question. Are you going to surround yourself with like-minded people? Or are you going to try to live for God alone? There's plenty of times when you're going you're to need to be bold about Jesus. You probably won't be pressured to worship a ginormous golden statue right. from a super vain person, uh, but you might feel God nudging you to share with someone why you believe what you believe. You know, you might feel God encouraging you to invite a friend to church or defend someone who's being hurt or bullied or ignored. You might feel God, you know, kind of prompting you to express an unpopular opinion that's been shaped by your belief in Jesus. So what do you do? Well, I, I would say... A good start is identify a friend. Think of someone, the people who are in your life, think of someone that um, can help you talk about Jesus and show his love in your life. You know, maybe it's a, a friend of yours or it's a mentor or a youth leader or a family member. Maybe it's just it's a whole bunch of people. Maybe it's a group of friends. Right. right. It doesn't have to be just one person, right? I maybe mean, it's one of your group yeah. chats that you're in. Yeah. Yeah. Now, what I want you to do is, whether you write this down or you put it, you know, text the person or whatever, maybe just write something out like this. And don't send it yet, but say something like, hey, I just want you to know that you helped me be bolder about my faith. Or, hey, thank you so much for, you know, living strong for Jesus. You really inspire me to, you know, live boldly. Thank the person, right, for being someone who challenges you and helps you to live in your faith. Now, just write that out. Now, I start to think of, like, who can you send that to? Right. Um, and, you know, send it to anyone or everyone for you in your life who is your, your version of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. People who can help you 
stand for Jesus regardless of the fiery furnace that comes your way. Right? Whether it's in the hallway of your school or the streets of your neighborhood. Um, and, and here's another thing. If you don't have access to your own cell phone, maybe, or or um, there, you want to go the extra mile. Like here, here's a here's a crazy thing. Tell them face to face. Right. Right. I think we're so like. Write them a postcard. You know, we get so nervous when we have to talk to people face to face. Sometimes I think, and it's yeah. like, who's who's gonna be upset to hear that? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like. They're gonna. They're. They're not gonna respond negatively to you telling them that. Hey, thank you for making me bolder in my faith. Yeah, you tell me that, and it, there's no way I'm gonna say to you like, seriously, wow, <laughs> how offensive of you. Right. Exactly. Um, now, I get me as an extrovert telling you that maybe sounds like, oh, okay, Brant, like big deal, easy for you, but. You know, if it was if it was easy for you to think of someone to talk to about that, awesome. If it was challenging for you to think of someone to tell, you know, that's actually okay. Yeah, it's it's fine. Remember that, that God is actually still for you. He is actively working in your life for your good and for His glory, and He does that primarily through the community of faith. So maybe there's someone at your church or your youth group or your school or your job um, who is wanting to live with holy swag, who, who has personally experienced the grace and the love of God and, and, and has a desire to publicly express that, God will give you the courage to connect with them yeah. and to begin to live for Him together. He, God created you to live with holy swag. And I tell you what, it's easier to live this way together instead of alone. Yeah, so, man, and, and I would even say pray for that, right? Like pray, oh, yeah, totally. pray for that person for to sure. come in your life if you, if you don't. That's a prayer God loves to answer. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, but, yeah, it's easier to live this way together instead of alone. Uh, so, guys, I hope you've enjoyed listening to season one of Following Jesus Doesn't whoop, whoop. Suck. Uh, and we hope this has inspired you to actually go out and make bold moves for God. I mean, we, we hope you surround yourselves with other people, like we talked about today, who have holy swag, and we're really hoping you take steps to cultivate relationships with those people. Go cheer each other on, go encourage each other, and just be bold together, because we need each other. Yeah, and here's the truth. Here is the truth. Um, maybe maybe you've made a commitment, or just God's spoken to you somehow to, to make a change in your life. Um, first of all, that is so humbling that God would speak to you through this way and that you'd be listening and, um, man, we're cheering for you. We are so for you. We're excited for you. Let us know. What? Yeah, seriously. Like, let us know how you're living for Holy Swag. Maybe, um, you know, you, you post about something and you tag us in it. That'd be amazing. Or you, you comment on one of our, uh, social posts and just let us know how, um, you're living for holy swag because the thing is we want to encourage each of you to encourage each other. That's right. Like, this actually could be a community that is built where we all help each other to follow Jesus boldly together. And, and that's really kind of the heart and the design of this. Um, here's the thing. Not only are we excited about you living for God just full on confidently 
But even more than us, God is. He's excited about that in your life. In fact, he's so passionate about you living for him every day that he sent his Holy Spirit to live inside of you, right? If you, if you want to um, kind of springboard from this, you know, you, and, and live for God confidently, you this is something where you're like, I want to live for God be, because I, I've experienced something so powerful. Like you aren't doing that alone. You're not doing that powerlessly. You you aren't. Um, walking into the rest of your life without the the aid of heaven. God is living through you and in you through his spirit. He's going to empower you to live with holy swag every single day, everywhere you go, and especially if you do it with others. So with that in mind, I'd encourage you, um, man, connect with us, connect with each other, uh, encourage each other to live with holy swag because it's so much easier to do it together instead of alone. Well, hey, thanks for listening today. We know that there's hundreds of thousands of podcasts out there, and you chose to listen to this one, and that really makes a big difference to us. That matters a lot, so thank you. We want to let you know that you can always head to JesusDoesn'tSuck.com to connect with us, view the show notes, and get links to anything we mentioned in this episode. Finally, if you've made it this far, we'd love for you to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. It really does make a huge difference as we want to help you follow Jesus with confidence and enthusiasm. Because remember, following Jesus doesn't suck.